Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm Jackie Maroney here with the wonderful Erin McNaught. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Erin. You know that. Yes, we all are aware. I don't know. If you're new here, welcome. We are just two gals. This is a podcast. (laughs) This is a podcast. Get to know it. We're just two gals who like to talk about The Bachelor. And so that is what we're going to do. I feel like I can already tell that you didn't like the episode based on your introduction. No, I didn't. And like (laughs) my hot takes are so stupid. Like my... I normally take a lot of notes during the episode and my notes are like pretty bare. And I was like really grasping at straws to just get like five hot takes. You know, I like to make up my takes on the fly. So I don't know if I have five, but I did not hate the episode. I really thought it was beautiful and I kind of like cried a couple of times. So (laughs) we had different experiences. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely did. I just... Like, okay, it was good. There were good moments. I think a lot of the guys really shone, shined. What's like the present tense of like they they were shining? Shoned? They shined. A lot shined. of guys shined this week. Yeah, I guess, right? Nah, I should know, but I don't. That doesn't sound right. A lot of guys shined no. this week. Well, you get the essence. That's what we're saying. But I think there were a lot of great moments for a lot of guys just in general. Again, like I'm waiting for the mess and we're just not there yet. Slash, I don't know if we're ever going to get it. The preview for next week kind of seems like things might get a little messy. So yeah, but it always does. Again, like there were beautiful moments. I loved the date with Zach C. I liked some Ben moments, but you know, the easy thing was kind of silly to me. There are actual date before they had their um, dinner portion. And so, yeah, again, I just feel like I find myself questioning, do I really even like this show? Because this seemed like a very standard episode of The Bachelorette. And I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I feel this. I feel the same way about the show because I found myself earlier this week looking up how many episodes are left until like I get a break <laughs> from The Bachelor. And I don't know if it's the problem with me feeling like there's any sort of commitment in my weeknights like life is so miserable these days that I'm like please don't tell me what to do at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night like I don't I want to be able to decide what I'm going to do during that time since I'm so miserable the rest of the time so I don't know if it's that or if I'm just like over the show but yeah it just just, feels like incredibly formulaic like despite the fact that like they literally shot this season in a pandemic we had all of the stuff with Claire it's still kind of like I've seen this before, you know? And at what point is it gonna change to something I haven't seen? I well, that's the thing. I like don't really think it ever is. So I think if if you're looking for something different, like you gotta watch a different, like you just have to watch a different mm-hmm. show, like Love Island or people seem to like that one. I don't know. Are you the one was really fun to watch? The circle was a lot of fun to watch. That's not a love show. But like I feel like you yeah. if you want something different, you have to go for another love reality show otherwise like this is really it and and I think out of all the seasons of The Bachelorette that I have watched this is one of this is the single best cast of guys yes I've seen um 
So I feel like actually for what it is, it's actually pretty good, but you have to be okay with what it is, which is like a formulaic love show that pretty much always goes the same. It ends the same with a slight variation based on right. the, the people. Right. Well, so where are you at right now? Like, what are your top like, if you had to tell me what you think the top four is going to be, what would be the answer to that question? That's a great question. So I'm going to give you my top four, and then I'll tell okay. you what I'm afraid might happen. So my okay. top four, I think, like, the four most standout guys are, obviously, my man's B-Money, love, uh, Zach B, Ivan, um, and Ben. Those are what I think are my top four. That's who is on my team in my bracket. But I feel that I think that Noah's going to get past this next week. I think Bennett's going to go home. And I think that Noah is going to make it into the top four. Unfortunately, I don't know why. It may just because of that one preview that I saw that really tricked me into thinking it. But I just don't, I feel like it's not going to be as easy as take the most, the four most magnificent men and stick them in the top four. It's just not going to happen. I feel the same way because to, to me, it should be so obvious to send Noah home and yet here is where we are so I think Tasha likes him a little bit and like falls into that bad boy trap I actually had to today a new thing at work is that like once a week when we have like a team-wide meeting someone has to give a presentation just like about themselves and unfortunately I got picked this week shout out to anyone who's now listening to this podcast because of that presentation and you had to just like talk about yourself and what you're into and I said I'm really into The Bachelor and like here are my hot takes and my top four was Ben, Zach C, Ivan, and Noah and I was like because I just think we need a little spice we need a little drama and even if she wants to bring like four really great guys to the final four I don't think the show would allow it I just I feel like for her own sanity like you you have to cut one of those four before the final four because oh my goodness how do you make the decision yeah it's really hard Another standout person who I don't think is going to make it to the top four, but who also is really up there and just quality men is Riley. Yeah, he's really sweet. So vulnerable on this episode. Every time since the beginning that he's like talked to her, he's just, they've had, he just seems to be very sweet. So he's, he's a good guy too. So many good I see him having a very strong paradise run. Like I don't see it for him and Tasha, but I think people like him. They like his story. And I think, we'll see a lot more of Riley in the near future. I think so too. I think people are really going to be clamoring for all these, all these men that we've seen so far on this season. Yeah. So my first take here is that I think Zach C makes Tasha nervous. Like obviously all of the guys are nervous around Tasha. It's a competition show and she's gorgeous and they all want to win her attention. But I think there's something different with Zach C and I think it scares Tasha, and I think it makes her nervous. And that's why I think he's obviously, my prediction is that Zach C is going to be top two, but then she's going to pick Ben and leave Zach C heartbroken because it's going to be too hard and like too dramatic or whatever. Um, and Ben will be the easy choice and that's what she's going to pick. But I think that like, there's really something deep there. It's like a, a Rachel, Lindsay and Peter situation where it's like, there's something here unex- unexplainable, but I have to go like what's safe and what I know I can rely on versus the Zach C thing that I think scares her. It's not really a hot take. It's just kind of what I've been observing from their one-on-one. 
and the previews from the next episode. I think that is very, I think that's very, very interesting. I think that that could definitely be part of it. What I have noticed about Zach C, you know, from the beginning, the second I saw that he was an addiction specialist, I was like, mm-hmm. this is a person. Yeah. Like that's, that's something that I pay very close attention to. I was like, I want to hear his story. Like this is somebody with a story. And what I've seen over the episodes is you can see that he has a story to tell, but anytime he kind of got to the edge of like being vulnerable in a conversation with her, he pulled back. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I saw that because I was looking for it or if I was just paying really close attention, it may or may not have been there. But my working theory is that she feels that she feels that he's holding things back. And I think tonight was a really great breakthrough for the two of them that he opened up and he told his story, which by the way, like just round of applause, so brave to get on national television and talk about your struggles. Um, there are so many judgmental people in the world who have, who just are crappy and are not going to be supportive of that. But I thought that was really brave and um, nice to kind of see on national television represented. So I thought that was definitely a move forward for them, but I worry that him, like him even taking a little while to open up for it. Like I, I feel like in her brain, she's just waiting for him to kind of let her down or push her away or something. Yeah, no. Well, that kind of leads into what I'm saying of like, Zach scares her. Like, I don't think like with Ben, I think she knows that like, she's kind of more or less the one in control. Ben is very like, Ben feels very safe. Like he's love very you. sweet yeah. and I love you and I'm obsessed with you. And trustworthy someone you can rely on whereas like Zach even though he is giving her a lot of positive messages right now because of his past I think it's a bit she doesn't know it's a little scary which can be exciting and also I think I do think he's grown a lot and I think he's like a really great guy and I think he had he expressed kind of in the beginning of the season that because he is older he's about 36 I think he's 36 said. yeah um and so he has expressed in the past that like yeah, I've had a hard time like finding that person or really opening opening up to that person. Like that's something that's difficult for me. And I think Tasha's kind of becoming someone that he does see himself opening up to and really connecting with. But it's just kind of like when you have to try so hard to get to that point, I think it makes you doubt like how solid the relationship could be. Whereas like with someone like Ben, it's easy from the start as opposed to like having to work for it. And I don't know, this is just my rando prediction that like, I think these are going to be really two very strong relationships, but at the end of the day, Tasha's going to pick like what's easy and comfortable versus what's like scary and challenging and might be something you have to work out, right? Work out, right? Like he has a history of addiction and he's obviously overcome that, but you know, that's a lifelong battle. And those are like really deep struggles that I think are constantly going to kind of be there and everyone's a work in progress. And so I just think like as amazing and like fiery and passionate as that can be that relationship, like she's just going to go with Ben because he's like safe and easy and simple. And you think she's going to be too scared to go with sexy. Yes. Well, that kind of ties into probably what my hottest take is, but I'm going to say it now because it relates to what you're saying. I think one of my biggest issues with this episode um, really goes into, and this goes into kind of the artist date. I loved how much all of them opened up. It was beautiful. And I, you know, them having the courage to tell all their stories. I mean, I really sat there and watched and went, I really hope that there are men watching this show and going, oh, 
like this this is how to this is how to be a grown up this is how to own your your story this is how to mm-hmm. express yourself but at the same time i didn't like how it was presented as kind of this competition to share your trauma your your vulnerability vulnerability should never be a competition and as great as all of these guys are it's coming across as a little bit of a competition i mean you could see on ben's face that he like that was traumatic for him to even have to present the self portrait and yes i mean he got naked and he it was a beautiful moment it clearly really moved tasha but yeah. he should have never been put in that situation he should have been able to express his vulnerability in his own time not feeling like he was in a race with the other guys and some people yeah. shared things that were completely just overshadowed like Blake talked about how his home life was his home life growing up was so difficult and he never saw a stable marriage or relationship and he saw a lot of really broken bad things and it was like that was just like like glossed right over like you have people on national tv burying their souls and telling their story and it's like it's, it was almost like whoa like we we don't have enough respect and attention and energy to pay you all what you deserve for laying this all out there yeah no i think that's very fair i think i don't know like to me group dates should be something that's like fun and like you know they always play games they do things that are silly show your personality but like those truly intimate vulnerable moments in my opinion should be saved for one-on-ones or just like private moments with the lead at the in the dinner cocktail portion of the group date, you know, where you have like a, a one-on-one time and you can really share that. Yeah, the fact that they had to express all of that in front of the guys was a bit, but like, I'm not surprised. I don't think ABC has really been particularly sensitive to doing what is best and what is healthy for their contestants this season like it's really just about like getting the most out of them as quickly as possible which is ethically (laughs) wrong but um yeah it was kind of weird and it was weird to me that like some of them took it very seriously and some of them like I don't know I guess Bennett kind of went there but it's like I don't think like some people didn't and it's just um no I agree I agree with you yeah Bennett's I thought was like Right. And then Bennett and like Noah end up just looking kind of lame because everybody else went and did these big things. I don't think that the intention was for them to go there. It's almost like they're competing with each other to go there. Like they they seem to be, that seems to be the competition that they're in, which I guess, I, I don't know what I would prefer. Do I rather have like guys like just trying to prove how manly they are and uh, out manly each other or would I rather have guys trying to prove like look how much I can open up and and tell you about myself I guess I would prefer them to compete for that (laughs) no exactly I think I would definitely rather have this at the very least I think it is on a national stage showing grown hot men being vulnerable and showing other parts of themselves that are not like, oh, I'm muscly and I'm going to get the girl, but like, yes, and I think I that's important help. for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. I could not help but stop in this episode and just think of Harry Styles and the, mm-hmm. and the dress trauma and this real men thing. And I just was like, yes, this, this is the, this is a wonderful response to that, that no, it does not need to be burly, big, strong, I feel no feelings 
men. That's cowardly and weak, actually. Oh, don't even, get me, don't even get me started on Surely that could be an entire podcast. <laughs> yes, because the things that we teach our boys make them men are so not only Harmful. inaccurate, but we literally breed our boys to be bad partners to women, yet expect them to still get married and do that. And it's just Ugh, don't even get me started. That, that is literally not only an entire other podcast, that's an entire podcast series that I could go absolutely off on. 100%. It's just so harmful. You know, I'm with you, girl. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. My other question though is like, what? Like, where did this Noah and Bennett thing come from? That's a hot take of mine. Cause I'm like, what? Like, I get that you guys don't like each other, but like, why did this happen? Like, how did this start? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Um, to quote Noah, I'm just as perplexed as you. Um, <laughs> I think it started with Noah pissed Bennett off. Like Bennett just didn't like him. Bennett started making sly comments about Noah. And then it, it became awkward to the point where it became super awkward and uncomfortable. And I just, what I don't understand about it is how Bennett is acting like Oh, I didn't realize there was tension. That makes absolutely no sense. Well, my other hot take, speedballing right into it, is that I think Bennett is smart in that he is doing whatever possible just to get more airtime and just to build a brand. And, you know, at the end of the day with this show, having a conflict with someone else First, I mean, I don't know where the conflict originated, but now that we're here, like we're here in this two-on-one, Bennett is going to play that up as much as possible, just to say as many words as possible, just to get as much in before he inevitably has to go. Because obviously, like he's not top four material. We all we all know this, right? It's almost reminiscent of the McKenna's goodbye speech. Mm. Yes, it, oh, like it, throwback to McKenna, <laughs> my <your> girl. <laughs> it felt. Rehearse like the box of yes. gifts felt rehearsed in that same way that you know McKenna sat in front of the mirror and practiced the hair flip and the mm -hmm. my worth or whatever she blabbled about. Um, but I truly was laughing out loud as Bennett was going through that box of things. I thought it was so hilarious. It was not sincere at all. Um, it was so condescending. He but he really seemed to think he was helping, and it was just so funny. No, he, he's a smart guy. Like he could write a how-to manual on how to like show up on the show, like make your mark and then inevitably move forward as like a popular contestant. And like, I feel like he could write the rule book and he hit every single point. Yeah, 100%. Like, because he didn't go, himself. because he didn't go straight for villain. He played the Corinne move where I'm going to be such a character. I'm going to be so over the top that I'm going to get these funny these funny yeah. bits and it's going to get me more screen time in the beginning. Then I'm going to have people like me enough that I'm going to cause some drama. So people continue to talk about me. I mean, yeah, it's, it is. It's the classic. ultimate playbook. Like he, it is Harvard. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> he played all of us. He did. So there was two really great, great tweets that I saw about Bennett that I think really just sum up our feelings. I'm pretty convinced that he's going to be the one going home. So these are my yeah. like goodbye sentiments to Bennett. One was this quote, which I think perfectly sums him up on this season. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a, a villain. Mm -hmm. I think that's very fitting for him. Yes. And then with the gifts, somebody said, 
this is Bennett's audition for Fab Fit Fun and he nailed it. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah. He's like, look how I can unbox things and make it funny. Fab Fit Fun, please sponsor him. I do not buy your product. I don't follow anybody that shills your product. I will follow that. I will watch Bennett unbox your boxes. So honestly, Bennett currently is the only guy from the season that I am following. Obviously, I think that will change as the season goes on, but he's been the only one to grasp my attention and then constantly put out content on Instagram that's like funny and self-aware and is like not trying to do too much. Like he is playing the game so well. Brilliant. Yes, I know. We have to respect it. We really have to respect the hustle. When JoJo showed up and was like, you guys probably don't know who I am. I'm like, oh, ouch. I know. That was. How did you think she did, by the way? I think like she did fine, but I don't think she was particularly necessary. Like, I think before we actually saw the episode, it was very much presented like, yeah, JoJo stepping in for Chris Harrison because Chris has to go take his son to college, whatever. But I thought she would have taken on a bigger role in the show, which I guess like, I don't, maybe that's a joke, jokes on me because Chris Harrison doesn't really take on a role in the show. Like he just shows up in random spots and kind of pushes things along. So yeah, maybe jokes on me, but I just thought like, you know, if that's the case, if we're all going to acknowledge the fact that like Chris Harrison doesn't really do much to begin with, you don't need to bring someone else in to like also do nothing. My maybe right? maybe she'll like host a date or something next week. We also haven't didn't have the rose ceremony yeah. in this episode, which Chris Harrison shows up to a lot. So I'm sure we'll see her a little bit next week. I thought she did a fine True. job. Her winning moment was when she called Noah out for checking himself out in the mirror and he was like, How does it look? And she was like, I don't know. Oh, loved that moment. Yes. Beautiful. Like I'm not gonna compliment you, Noah. Goodbye. Jojo. She is very beautiful. She, Dan also said she's one of like the most beautiful bachelorettes ever. And I said, that's tea, but maybe. I agree with that. I don't know. They're all beautiful in their own way. But no, I truly do agree with that. She might be like the beauty is measured in all different sizes. I won't even go there. No, but you can say it. You can say Like she's it. kind like, of the hottest the most bachelorette. She might be. Yeah, I don't know. Just that she's just got that like classic like beauty American beauty standard look to her. She's what my, what my brain was trained to believe is like, that's what we all should want to look like. I'm just going to stop. I'm just digging myself a hole. I'm just going to stop. No, you're not. You're not digging yourself into any hole. Like this is all very valid things to say. It's just, we've been, we've all been traumatized. (laughs) You're like, I just need to be a feminist on all times. I do. I try hard, but you also gotta, do you have to say, say what you say, what you say. Oh my gosh. Say what you feel. This is a safe space for honest commentary on this television show. Oh, here's another thing that I wanted to ask you. This is not really a take, but mm-hmm. um, so if I know your theory is not, is that Zaxi will not win, but should Zaxi win mm-hmm. the show? Do you think Tasha will move to New Jersey? And do you think she'll want to hang out with me? <laughs> um, no and no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. Um, honestly, hot take though. That is Another reason why Zaxi cannot win is because he's from New Jersey and Ben is already from Venice Beach, California. It's just way easier for them to stay in LA than like there's no way in hell Tasha is moving to New Jersey. I didn't feel let alone even South Jersey. Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't even know where that was. And <laughs> South Jersey, absolutely not. Like 
I was going to say new, not even North, North Jersey. I would say like 20% chance Tasha ends up in New York. But honestly, for the whole bachelor social media thing, like New York's not the spot. Like we have what Andy Dorfman and Tyler, Tyler Cameron was like an outlier. Andy, Andy moved to California. Was, Andy does not live in New York. Anymore. Oh, right, 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 right. No, you're actually right. Okay. My she B. said peace out. Yeah, no, she she moved to LA. And so we have Derek kind of Tyler Cameron. I feel like he's never there, but he was also trying to do like the more like real model yeah. thing. Yeah, Derek, good one. Lacey Mark, who's been on the podcast several times, who I do like, but um, she's not particularly relevant in Bachelor Nation. Like she went home night two of Nick Vile season. And then I think she was in paradise once or twice, but yeah, New York. She, honestly, spot. like she just comes on the, no, it's not the spot. She just comes on the podcast because she's like a random girl from New Jersey who now lives in New York and still does, she still does her nine to five. And it's just like, yeah, haha, this was like a funny thing I did one time. I kind of like love that though. No, I really, I mean, I like Lacey Mark a lot. She's great. And it's very refreshing to talk to her. And whenever I have her on the podcast, like she is amazing. So yeah, definitely a better person, but for career <laughs> perspectives and influence right which is what it's not Tasha does because that's what as I was as right. I'm watching now I'm thinking okay how are they going to realistically make this work we can get into more of that as we get closer to those episodes but mm-hmm. that I think is really what a lot of it comes down to can they move can they not move is she going to move are they just both okay with ending up in LA being influencers right and you know and they're obviously like if they're from somewhere else, but they are open to moving and also open to a similar like career and lifestyle, I think that's fine. But yeah, I just don't see that for Zach C. Like Zach C is actually looking for something real. Yeah, and he has like, a- He just wants to like live in New Jersey and like have a wife. He has a real job that like gives him purpose in this world. Yes, so he's not like ditching that job to go sell Fit Fab Fun or whatever it is. But- Ben? Ben, I see yeah. it. He's already there. So like, even if he doesn't want to actually do it, Tasha could do it while he, he does whatever he does in right. Venice. Very fair point. It's unfortunate because, okay, also too, Dan thinks he's like so hot. Ben, he thinks he's like so cute. I like, he's like objectively hot. Sure. He had a great body. We all saw it today, but his face is like just okay. Like, I don't know. Okay. okay. You're yelling at I am me. not ah. yelling at you. I just, my jaw dropped a little. Okay. That man is smoking hot. Come but compared to the others, compared to Zach C? Yes. He's hotter than Zach C. I think, I do not I think he's hotter than Zach C. I mean, nobody's hotter than Brendan. I was about to say, okay, what about B money? No, but, ain't nobody okay. hotter, baby. No, I think Ben is like, he's like a Ken doll. Like, how would you, again, that is what we were raised to believe is like the perfect looking man. I think. And he also is really, really nice. I mean, all my friends think that he's going to win. He is, yeah. I think that he's a clear front runner. I do like him, but I almost don't believe how into Tasha he is. That Okay, that's honestly a hot take. Really? Elaborate. Okay, so that is what makes me nervous about Ben. Everybody is like going off about how much they love Ben and Ben's going to win, Ben's going to win. And that's all fine. I, ben seems like a very nice guy, but he just kind of seemed very into Tasha very quickly before I even feel that we saw them really have a moment of connection. I think they had one really good moment and then he was like, 
oh, I have to talk to her. I have to talk to her. Now that could just be the way that they're playing his interviews and editing him. So it seems like he's obsessed with her. It's going to be this beautiful love story in the end, because mm-hmm. I'm sure they all have footage that's like on a cutting room floor of them saying, I really want to talk to Tasha tonight. But it just seems that yeah. Ben's is what gets played over and over and over again. And I just watch it. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're like really, really obsessed. Too obsessed? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. To me, it feels genuine, but quite frankly, I I feel like there have been times, obviously with Claire, but then with the other bachelorettes, where I do doubt the men's interest in the lead. But with Tasha, I do genuinely feel the majority of the guys are super into her. Like I believe that they are all into her. I just I wonder what it is about Ben that's making everyone say it's Ben, it's Ben, it's Ben. And not, for example, it's Ivan or it's Brendan. I don't know. I will say Ben was brought to my attention early on by my sister, Lauren, who said, I think this guy wins with Tasha. This was when Claire was still the bachelorette. And she was like, I think this guy wins with Tasha because he's getting a lot of screen time, but I have never once seen him like actually talk to Claire. Like under no circumstances does he have a relationship with Claire, but they keep showing him. They keep showing his interviews and they keep showing like his scenes or his activities in group dates. So that kind of like put me on to Ben and I was like, all right, let me check out and see what's Mm -hmm. going on with this Ben guy. And so I just feel like that Lauren, for me, I feel like it's the edit that's kind of putting him in a winner's position, which, you know, obviously can be deceiving. Again, they've, you like you said, they have so much footage of, they can make these people say literally anything in the entire world because they probably have them on camera saying every single word in the English language. So they make you see what you want to see, but it seems like they kind of wanted us to see Ben from the beginning was kind of my vibe. So that's why I'm kind of leaning into it. But, that makes sense to me. Because it's like, if it's not him, then who? I weirdly don't feel like it's going to be Zach C. Yeah. No, it makes that Well, the more that people say it, the more I'm like, oh yeah, it's just going to be Ben. Like I've just kind of in my mind accepted that as fact. But then I kind of stop and go, why do I think this? But I think you're right. A lot of it is the editing. And to process of elimination, it's like, if not Ben, then who? I'm sorry. It's not B-Money. It's not, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Noah. It's not B money. It's not, who else is there? Oh, Spencer. He was like so popular in the beginning. And like, if it is Noah, I'm never watching this franchise again. Okay. It's not going to be. So don't worry, bachelor nation. She will be here (laughs) for the rest of your lives. Right. Do you have any more hot takes or should we go to Rose and Thorne? No, let's get to Rose and Thorn. This has been going on for far too long. 50 minutes. I'm oh tired. my goodness. Just cut it all out. Just cut the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Do, 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 Rose and Thorn. Did you like that? Do you have one or, or should I say? Um, I, I have, I have one. I got to think of my Thorn. So you can go first. Honestly. Okay. My Rose goes to Spencer because I think people, I didn't really, I, okay. He came in, had bad vibes. I think people were like, ooh, this guy's gonna like be a villain. We don't like him. And I felt the same way. Now it's been like three episodes and he has not spoken once. So obviously he's not going to be an overarching 
villain of the season. Like that was just a moment that happened. He's there. He's pretty neutral at this point. So I, I respect that. But also I think he's like kind of cute. Like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, he's this cute guy who was, like, supposed to be this evil man. I'm like, oh, no, you're actually just, like, normal. Yeah. And, you know, we have to respect yeah, it. Yeah, I had my public apology. Except this rose, Spencer. Who are you? Yeah, exactly. We all need to apologize to him because yeah. he kind of reminds me in a weird way of, um, like, a Chase Crawford, Nate Archibald type. Mm, okay, I could see that. Which is, like, obviously my vibe. Yeah. And so basically what you're saying is Spencer slide yeah. into her DM. Yeah. I mean, Spencer, Bennett, John Paul Jones, anyone, anyone, please slide in. Okay. That was amazing. <laughs> um, I'm going to give – do you want to give your thorn or – No, you give yours. Okay. I'm going to give my rose to Claire for leaving the season and giving us Deja – because I think if Claire was still here, we would not be getting these amazing moments of some of these yeah. guys. And it would be a very um, miserable thing to watch. So thank you, Claire, for leaving. Yes. And also, I was saying this before, too. Like, Tasha really is an ideal bachelorette. Like, to me, especially, you know, like, we saw her on Colton season and in Paradise like, we knew who she was, but I feel like now I'm finally, like, getting to know Tasha, and I really do truly feel that she embodies what a bachelorette is supposed to be, and I feel like we kind of haven't had that in a while. Like, even with Hannah B and stuff, it's been, like, this quirky off-brands, like, I'm not really the bachelorette, but, like, I'm going to be type thing, whereas, like, Tasha is, like, that statuesque, I am a bachelorette and it's kind of refreshing it's refreshing to see all the guys so into it because like she really is the entire package so I just think it makes the show that much more competitive yes I agree I love it who's your thorn this one's kind of unfair but it's just like kind of funny to mention Chris Harrison's son (laughs) for (laughs) insisting that his dad go move him into college when his dad has to go to work it's like Like, is this his, if it's not his freshman year of college, like, like, get over it, calm down. Like, I do think freshman year of college move-in is important, and your parents should be there for you. If it's not freshman year move-in of college, like, you do not need your mom and dad every single time, and your dad is making that paper so that you can go to whatever college you're going to and to fund your fancy house in Westlake Village. And so I'm going to do a little bit more research um, on what year of college Chris Harrison's son is in. But um, I don't know. On one hand, I'm like, that seemed like a bit much. But also- No, I loved it. That's the tea. I'm going to give my thorn to whatever person on the Bachelor ABC staff, whatever producer, came up with that naked volleyball date way back when, when Claire was still around, because we still saw the effects of how traumatized they are on that date when they walked in and saw the naked people posing and immediately went, oh no, we're going to have to be naked again. I don't want to do this again. Like their spirits were just so low. That was just capital T trauma displayed across our screens and whoever came up with that and exposed them all to that should pay. I agree. I do think this season has been particularly like naked and sexual. Naked, yes. Like let's get naked all the time and be sexual about it, which it doesn't like always have to be, guys. 
can be wholesome. Right. I guess they think, you know, we can't just shove the, it's it's not the bachelor. We can't just shove the bachelor in the shower for every episode. So we have to find other ways to get these women six packs. Guess what? Don't insult our intelligence. It's actually way more attractive to watch men open up and be vulnerable than take off their shirts and have black boxes. Yes. Tell me about your childhood trauma. Don't show me your abs. I don't want to see I mean, if you want to do both at the same time, like that is fine too. Right. Trauma over abs though. That's the, that's the vibe for 2020 going into 2021, especially (laughs) bring your trauma, but leave your abs behind in 2019. Yeah. That's what I'm going to, when I'm matching with people on dating apps, that's going to be my opening line. Tell me your trauma. Don't show me your abs. I love that. I really look forward to hearing how that goes for you. They don't go amazingly. I think so too. If somebody responds well to it, you know, they're like a decent person. Like they're, they get it. They get it. Exactly. Well, this was a weird episode, but I'm cool with it. I mean, I feel like every episode has been weird at this point. We gotta, we gotta keep it fresh. We have to really sum up the essence, but at the same time, tell you what we have to say. Whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us at Bachelor Blab. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. Follow Erin's book account at McNaught Reading. Do not follow her personal account because she teaches children and that's not allowed. Her account needs to be private. I guess like maybe they can request you and you'd be like, who is this? Except deny. I'll consider it. Just kidding. I'll think about it. I mean, if you really are a committed fan. Yeah. Request. Anything to support the fans. Want to see yes. and my also, once a month post that I make? Come on down. Yes. Leave a review, but only if it's a good review. Give us five stars only. And I think and that's have a it. nice day. Anything else to share? <laughs> nope. Just have a good day. Have a good day, guys. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And continue to share. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. Continue to share your hot takes with the world because you know what? You are given a voice for a reason. Was that wow. beautiful? That like was. I'm holding it like a microphone. I love it. And I'm going to sing an outro. Do, 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 do. That's the outro. Okay, guys, I swear I'm better at singing. I just had too much wine. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.